coming to you from the middle of our rainbow universe. It's the Queer Centric with your rainbow warrior himself, Queerly Johnny. Hey everyone, it must be a Tuesday because that's when our show drops. It's when you look, you go to our website every Tuesday and you find out uh, what's going on. I do want to remind everybody to catch some past episodes that are on thequeercentric.com. We had an amazing uh, entertainer and an author talking about the not-so-joyous challenges of cancer, but in a very funny way. I mean, it's not a great, like, way to sell the book, but it's worth it. Just trust me, it's worth it. Should be part of your queer summer reading list. Uh, We love Edward Miskey, so definitely go check out that show. Um, It was fun to talk to him. Today is also going to be a good show because, you know, anytime I get to talk about uh, comedy is my favorite day because laughing is... Probably one of my favorite things. Uh, that's the easiest way to become my best friend, is if I can be hang out with you and just die. Like, like let me just be honest. I went and saw The Little Mermaid, and I did give my review, and I'll give it again. It was awful. But I went with my friend Joel, who what, he wanted to see this so much, and I'm like, well, then we're going to go see it. We'll go. It'll be great. And so I kept my mouth shut, and afterwards, I was like, uh, Joel, what did you think of it? Joel was like, it's terrible. I'm like, thank God you said it. I have so much I need to say. Melissa McCarthy, brilliant. Aquafina playing Scuttle, wonderful. But they're not in enough of the movie. Did I give a shit about Ariel and Eric? I did not. I didn't care whether they lived or died. I mean, have either of you seen it? Uh, I did see it. I uh, liked it. You I did? Also, I, did. I also saw it. And I kind of liked, liked it. Wait, I'm have you so ever sad. seen the cartoon? I have. We have. Oh, my. We oh there's not, a cartoon? I, <laughs> Disney did, made three movies of the same thing. That can't I be will right. say, Never my heard one, of my one qualm was that it was long, and I did go see the movie with a six and a seven-year-old. Oh no, thank you. And by no. the end, they they said, um, "Is the movie over yet?" <laughs> they added like I think a half an hour. They added three new songs. Mm-hmm. None of the three needed to be done. The most entertaining was Scuttlebutt with yes. with Aquafina. I, I did enjoy Scuttlebutt. Yeah, I was like, because I at could least sing this to myself can, in the morning. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And anytime Aquafina does anything, I'm like, okay. She always gives it her one-two punch, and I'm like, but had it been I and I will admit I love her, but I also for a while thought it was Natasha Leone. But that's okay. <laughs> sure, similar rasp. Yeah, right. Both from New York. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Golden Globe winners, I believe. Oh. Wow. Oh, I would not doubt. Yeah. I don't know. I'm making that up. <laughs> Let's give them stuff. I'm sure that I, they probably are both. She dogs. has one. I mean, she has they one. They're both, both she. Aquafina has one. Oh, great. I go. Yeah. I think so too. Mm-hmm. She well for the uh, farewell. Oh. oh. Oh, which was such a good. It was movie. really good. I was thinking she was nominated for Crazy Rich Asians, wasn't she? Mm. I'm not no, sure. No, maybe I am thinking farewell. Yeah, she I went. loved Crazy Rich Asians. Such a good. We've movie. taken you way off topic. I'm so sorry. I know. I'm so sorry oh, have you not heard the show before? <laughs> this is what we do. Um, I had to mention it because, and poor Joel. Every single time I talk to my friend Joel, he apologizes to me, as if I'm offended so much. How dare he make me? No. But every time I hang out with Joel, we laugh so hard because we're ridiculous. Doesn't matter what we're doing. So just to bring it back around, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. love me some people who I've never laughed so hard as with Joel. So. You did um, set the bar pretty high saying that you hope to die To die laughing. laughing. Um, I mean. So I guess this means that we have to kill you. <laughs> right, right. One way or another. Well, I'm hoping oh I'm God. like 112 when it happens. And so oh, I'm not just, today? Not today. Oh, Jared. How about, no. Where are we going to put our machines? Why did I even come here? I know. Oh, it's no. totally it everything. I tell you. 
I do want to mention to people, speaking of comedy, and you'll also get to know who these people are on mics with me, but you have to wait. I'm just saying. Um, I did want to mention the Spokane Comedy Club. We love the people they're able to bring uh, to town. And on July 21st through the 23rd, you have a whole month. Uh, David Keckner is coming in. Of course, Talladega Nights. Um, what else? SNL. He, I love the way he delivers. It's very dry. It's very kind of off to the side. So he is going to be there. He was on, of course, Curb Your Enthusiasm. If you want to go see that, go check out Spokane Comedy Club, and you can get tickets to see David Keckner there. I also want to say we were talking before the mics went on about the Bing, uh, the Bing Crosby Theater in downtown Spokane. Um, I'm going to go see something really cool this weekend, and you two highly recommend it. Um, actually, all of us are going to go see see a show down there, but this will be, we'll tell you how it went. This will be coming out the few days after that show this weekend. But I did want to say we like to support our local uh, businesses, especially theaters. Bohemian Queen is something you can go see on July 8th. It is at 8 p.m. Bohemian Queen, who has been hailed as the world's most passionate Queen tribute band. Ooh, passionate. Passionate. And they're putting themselves above what's-his-face, who I enjoy. Adam okay, Lambert? Yes. Mm. I'm like, that's that's a strong statement to well, say that you are the most passionate when Adam Lambert exists. I mean... I mean, are they the best or just the most passionate? Mm. I mean, he's pretty passionate. I mean, if he can... T- what he just delivered, what was that? The Muffin Man song to the tune of Cher. The I Muffin believe. Man? Yes. They asked him <laughs> One to sing the it. Lane? At, yes. They asked him to sing it as if he was singing Believe by Cher. And it is, check it out online. It's brilliant. I've seen the TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? it works. It works. It does. I don't know how he did it, but yeah. you know, it's the power of the gay is what I'm thinking. Um, so they faithfully recreate the bombastic, operatic, queen experience down to every last detail. Oh. I need to meet the lead singer. I'll tell you if it's down there. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> ch- check those details. I, mean, I know. I'm like, mm, is it true? Um, <laughs> And as always, we always like to tell you, there, don't tell me there's nothing to do in Spokane. That's like my least favorite comment. Wait, I, hold on. Totally if, not creative. So sorry to go back yes. to the oh, queen. Please. To go back please. to the queen. Um, I mean, if it really is down to the every last detail, where do they put the cats? They, oh. Where oh, do we yeah. put Freddie Mercury's cats? Uh, maybe they're on. Listen, if they deliver, then obviously I'm like Adam. Sorry, buddy, but. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know what? Show me your details. cats and then we'll see who's passionate. I think this is Then true. we'll see who's the most passionate method or, n- or uh, nothing. This is why when people make big statements, you got to deliver. That's right. So the power of words, know exactly mm-hmm. what you're mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. See, I'm liking this. See, we're already mm-hmm. all on the same page we of are. how life works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we understand so. words and superlatives and I, most I know, this right? and least that. I think there might I be some of do. our audience that doesn't. Maybe doesn't understand superlatives. I have a smart audience, but, Mm. you know, sometimes. I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So really quick before we get to the main show, we do want to take a little sponsor break and pay some bills. So we want to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Do you know what I also have to do? Enlarge the print because I'm 812 years old. Uh, oh, case... so we can kill you now. <laughs> See, I, I way past it. You're 700 years late. Oh, my god! But you know. I hate I mean. being late. Good thing we <laughs> brought our machetes. For real. Just remember, Glucose Revival, maker of the innovative Thrive Glucose Medical Alert Necklace, they manufactured the only wearable product for on-demand help for those suffering from low blood sugars. 
blood sugars. Uh, from minor to severe situations, Thrive Glucose Medical Alert Necklace is convenient and effective in treating hypoglycemic episodes. So whether you are diabetic or you're hypoglycemic or you're an athlete or even your pet is having a low like sugar level, true, this is safe for your pets as well. This tool can make a potentially bad situation better. Glucose Revival believes you should live your best life, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to live my best life. I know. And they're cute little necklaces. I wore it at Pride. And we, <gasps> oh, really? we gave out so many because we have a whole bunch we were giving out for here? free. <laughs> do you have any uh, on that's you? the man. Do you have any here, gentlemen? Gentlemen? Let's see how my. Any necklaces? Yeah, my shuggies are feeling low. Yeah. Well, the one you're wearing. No. I thought wants to, oh. to get out, sir. Very stylish. <laughs> Is that an evil eye, dare I say? I, you know, it's actually the uh, universal symbol for diabetics. No way. Which, which when our blood sugars dip, it is evil. That is, it you is know what? Evil. That's true. Yeah. And of course, we also want to uh, thank our friends over at the Best of Broadway from West Coast Entertainment. There is nothing like going to a Broadway show in your own backyard. Support the nightlife of Spokane and take in some theater with up- upcoming shows like Tina, the Tina Turner musical, Les Mis. Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And coming June 27th to July 2nd, you can see Disney's Aladdin. And I I do have faith in the stage version of Disney shows, just not the movies, uh, live action movies. I was going to ask. And it's true. I've seen. Wait till you see Aladdin. Oh, no, really? The movie did nothing for me. Nothing at all. Listen, the magic carpet ride's beautiful. And the stage show is a sponsor, is what I'll say about it. That's true. (laughs) That is true. We love that. I'll leave you back on and and see what's... I believe Jared did take me to go see Aladdin in New York City for free, and it was lovely. (gasps) See, you know what? Free makes it better. Free makes it better. It was worth every penny. It was worth every penny. Well, you won't want to miss any of this. Or maybe you would. I can't. Well, I'll tell you afterwards, but it sounds like maybe it could be better. Come get your culture on and say hi if you see us, because we are going to be there on the 27th, um, probably raising havoc, because that's what oh. that's the fun. I know. I love it. Uh, but now I'm very curious, because so far I've been okay with the stage Disney shows, but I hate the live action. Mm. And so now it sounds like mm-hmm. maybe no. Maybe there is a, they can stump. Well, Disney stumbles anyway, so they just care about the money. Sorry, Disney, you're not a sponsor. So that's what you get. Okay. <laughs> now, I need before I get going, can I just tell you the greatest quote I read today? Yes. I'd love to hear it. Mm, yeah, we'll see. Why open your legs when you can open your Bible? I'm always saying that. I know. I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. always getting it confused, and I'm like, open your legs for Jesus. But apparently, mm-hmm. is this not the greatest quote you've ever heard? Mm-hmm. It's it's so meaningful to me. Is it? I think that's it's your Instagram bio, isn't it, Jared? I, you wrote is, this. Is, that's where you read it, I think. <laughs> I think so. You know, you only get to open one thing a day. <laughs> right? I Choose mean, the right one. Choose Bible the right one. Legs. And, well, let's Heart, be honest. peanut butter. <laughs> exactly. And let's be honest. Sometimes um, in moments of desperation, maybe the legs should not be the choice. But I'm just saying, coming from personal, mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe be better. Mm. I don't know if I would choose Jesus, but um, well, because you guys just you tear out the pages and use it as toilet paper, right? <gasps> exactly. Oh, I cut is a little hole. Thing? Oh, okay, okay. Wait, that's where you store your alcohol, right? That's what we're talking that about. Is a, right? That is right. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, I knew it. I knew yeah, it. Yeah, I knew yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm down with it. So I just had to share that. I saw it today. I thought, who better to share that with than two comedians? 
So, well, thank you so much. I know. I'm more enriched. I am more full as a human being because I, I've heard that. Yeah. See, I think so too. I try think to put it in my daily vernacular. Good thing my mother doesn't listen because she would not be happy. But uh, so, without further ado, I'm gonna give a little. Uh, I'm trying to stall because I need to hit this button, but I'm gonna give a little. It gets messy in here. So you know, I love nothing more in life than laughing. Add that to supporting my queer community, and welcome to why I even started this show. Recently, I was at Nine Bar and Bistro for Queer Comedy Night and got to witness some pretty wonderful talent that I was very impressed with right away. And one of our comedians can attest that I I mean it because I sent a, a note right away to you. So I am thrilled to welcome... You can't lie in a note. No. You can't lie in a note. No. Especially not when it's like under your like your show name. I mean, you got to be mm. Listen, it, it takes commitment, so you I'm not going to waste it. You slid in those DMs. You slid in those DMs. The whole brand did. I went, I went, ooh. <laughs> exactly. The whole ooh. brand did. I know. I have to get practice because mm, I'm mm-hmm. beginning to date again. <gasps> yeah, ooh, yeah. So whose here DMs we go. are you sliding into? Wait, that's uh, juicy. I know a few things. Ooh. Oh, just wait. Uh, wait, we got to talk about that. Everybody's, everybody who's listening, we have the fetish show that's on tomorrow. Oh. Um, yeah. We have a sex therapist who I've known for years mm-hmm. and the proprietors of the Atomic Threads Boutique. Oh, oh the Stina Rays. Yes, the Stina Rays. Mm-hmm. And we have, we've had so many interesting questions that we are going to pose to all three of them tomorrow. Oh. That is really um, exciting. So listen. That'll gets, be a great show. I'm going to listen because little... I've been interested in the sex thing. It sounds like people are enjoying it. It sounds like they're having fun, and I'd like to know. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, it's very it's very curious. If you've come from the Baptist ministry background like I did, mm. my dad gave me this advice. I have faith that when you have gay sex, you will throw up. And I remember the first time I wanted to call my dad so bad. It's I didn't throw up. I didn't throw up. I didn't yeah. throw. I threw things, but I didn't throw <laughs> exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> there was lots of flailing and screaming. So mm-hmm. you might have thought I was possessed. I threw fists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. I just won't tell dad where. Right. But yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I just want to say I'm, I'm thrilled to welcome you two amazing comedians for the show, Cameron Sullivan and Jared Lyons-Wolf. Hi. Thanks I for mean, having us. I'm so glad you guys are here. Also, oh. hyphen it. Like, are you I, trying to just shame us all with your classiness? I just want everyone to know I'm a married woman. I have two names. They're both animals. <laughs> See? I scouted for that. I actually cast mm-hmm. based on la- animal last names. Jared refused to marry anybody unless their last name was an animal. It's, That's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. true. And A lot of broken hearts. Lion's mm-hmm. wolf. Those are pretty fierce animals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fiercest. The I fiercest, mean. The fiercest gays I've ever met <laughs> in my entire life. I mean, f- gays, fierce you know that they kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I now we're going. There is a specific reason y'all are here, but yes. we, but we can't to give kill it you. away. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean that is obvious. I'm 812, so I'm right. have, way how past long is this? How long is this episode? How you much have time all you have of 45 Cameron, minutes. Today you know you're on camera, it. and they can't. They can see that you're not wearing a watch. <laughs> you're like, um, no, no, yes. no, no. It's yeah. This is this is how I keep time. How'd you get a friendship bracelet with no friends? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? That's a sore subject right now. You can be your own friend. Mm, open your Bible. My cat is my friend. Not your legs. There you open go. Open your Bible, not, not your, your legs. legs. You heard it here first or second, oh. depending on this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to get to this amazing like event that you really, you guys do similar, but this is the big queer one. So, mm-hmm. But before we start, I always like to dig into the to the comedy background of my my people, my comedians online. I want to say this very broad question to each of you. Mm-hmm. Decide who's going to answer. Why comedy? Uh, why mm. not comedy, Johnny? <laughs> why True. comedy? Why not comedy? 
that's the name of your new album, right? It is, yeah. Why not? Why, not? Um, why comedy? Um, I get asked this question a lot, like, why are you a comedian? And I feel like it's a, I'm compelled to do this. Um, I don't know. It's just the way I, I think, and I find joy doing it. There, there. Yeah. That's the Oprah answer. That's she would the, love that. I find so much joy on the stage mm. with everyone looking at me and then right? laughing. There's TV joy in the vulnerability. Things. There's medicine <laughs> in the <laughs> chortles. And in chortles and chartles. <laughs> yeah, the, yes, yeah. exactly. Well, it isn't easy for sure. Why? Why do you do comedy? <laughs> um, blackmail. I don't do comedy. Where am I? <laughs> no, I. I feel the same way as Cameron. I feel like I've always. Um, had the had the bug for it. I don't know. When I was like uh, 10, I had a book called The Everything Kids Joke Book. And it was like a history of comedy. And that's, what, that's where I learned who, who, who Tallulah Bankhead was. Mm. And so it was also that's like, it was a very, it was a big gay moment to uh, going through this book. Right. But um, yeah, I just, I love the, oh, I thought by the time I said those words, I'd have the rest of my answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it didn't work out. Um, so close. Mm-hmm. Oh, so close. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, honestly, you know what? Honestly, laughter is the only emotional response that I understand. Yeah. Like, if, if someone's laughing, I understand how I accomplished that. If someone's yelling at me, I'm confused. If someone is looking longingly into my eyes, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> but laugh, laughter, is, it's a language I understand. Yeah. That makes sense. Now, it's not easy. Uh, as anybody who's done it, so when I was down, mm-hmm. down south in California... I have always wanted to try it because I'm always writing, which I did because you, I mean, you have to try everything, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not the easiest form of comedy. I can write comedy or I can act comedy, but being on stage and kind of, you said vulnerability, and kind of just seeing what happens. One of the things, Cameron, when I saw you at nine was you are very surfing a moment. You know what I mean? You are naturally funny, which is what, what entertains me stop it johnny and because let's be honest not everybody can crowd work right stop that right I mean, this minute. <laughs> stop I take, a, I take a vitamin <laughs> i want that vitamin yeah well yeah because crowd work is fun it's an energy you get back and forth but it is not uh, always natural for some comedians who go on stage that's very kind of you to say oh well you are very welcome um, it's truth. It's what I. It's what I saw that night. It's why I, I tracked you down, reached out to you, made sure Slid Ian. Into those DMs. Yeah, made sure mm-hmm. Ian told me. What is so? What is that like? Like, is crowd work something that you have to work on? Is it fun? And I'll, I'll say, let's start with you, and then I want to get both your Absolutely. takes on it. Um, you know, crowd work is, I guess is, is as a host, it's one way to make the, when I'm hosting a show and you know this cause you mm-hmm. host, mm-hmm. um, you just want to do anything you can to make the audience feel comfortable and relaxed and right. ready to be silly and have a good time. Yeah. So I don't, I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't categorize myself as like a great crowd work comedian, but I would say that I like to be silly and try to disarm people by being silly. That's a that is a good way to put it. But I also think that automatically leads into you being good at crowd work. Thank is you. it's that it's that, you know, that tight wire we walk when we do live performances. You have to fully commit to the silly. You have to. It's you just do. part of of what it, at least in my opinion, it's part of what it is. Do you do, did you find it uh hard or easy at the beginning and what do you think of it now in your comedy comedy career? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, I was so, you know, we're talking like eight years ago. I'm first starting out. I was oh, that person great. who I like have my word for word notes and I'm just reading those and I'm, right. I can't stray from it. 
um, and I wasn't much of a performer. Uh, one time in in, in New York, uh, I went to a, a mic with a friend of mine, and afterwards she goes, "That was so well written." <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you for coming to my TED talk. Right. So that is exactly very, what... very that, very that. Um, yeah. It turns out people in an audience want to be connected with one way or another. Yeah. Um, and for me, that tends not to take the form of you know, hey, where are you from? Right. You know, I, I, I that's not my jam. Um, not much of an answer, but yeah. No, that's a true, that's <laughs> a real answer. Jared is very good at hecklers. Like Jared can take a heckler down. See, that's, that is part crowd work right there. Cause I yeah, know. yeah. You know. Certain kind of crowd. You suck. Certain kind of crowd. <laughs> Look, we brought our own heckler for you. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, you know, don't feed the trolls. I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk to a heckler. <laughs> there who, is who a balance just, right there. Yes. Yeah. That? yeah. I like mm-hmm. that. That's, that is yeah. a true thing. I was just watching, do you guys know Mateo Lane? Yeah. 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 That, I was like, that's going to be a dumb question. But I was just watching where he, wa- I watched a reaction video where he watched himself from 10 years ago, which mm-hmm. is when he started. And then because, of course, he has the new, he's on tour now and he has the new special mm-hmm. that's out. And it's fun to watch him look at where he started and then like he had the notes and and talk about what it was like. Because he's probably, in my opinion, of the you say new up-and-comers, but he's been around a while. But, you know, getting more notice, he's really good mm-hmm. at the crowd work. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, that is a... But part of it is because they're, the hecklers, are. there's always a group of people who just don't want to be happy. They just, <laughs> yeah. just want to try to... Which pisses me off to mm. a degree because I'm like, why are you even here? But it is a... It, it builds something in a comedian who is in stand-up that you can't get any other way. You need mm-hmm. them to to you need to figure out how do I not feed this troll and yet not let them take over my my right because it's someone who's violating a social contract right yes. like we have all agreed you are the audience you will sit here and laugh or not right depending on you know how I'm doing and yeah it's it's not a dialogue right so it's yeah it's someone who's breaking a social contract and it's how do you get everyone to be on your side against this person and have a quick laugh and then move on. That's exactly right. It is getting, you're like making teams like we're in, you know, mm-hmm. grade school again and you finally get to be picked because that was never my story. But mm-hmm. it is trying it to get them with you. Too. Yeah, oh, yeah. See? We always got picked. I sure. knew you were the popular mm-hmm. kids Yeah, we school. were so popular. I, I, could feel, I could feel it coming at me. But those are the important ways that builds, uh, I think, the skill set that can make you, it's the difference between comedians who kind of get drawn into it and they lose themselves and the comedians who are going to have lo- some longevity to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, to build off of me mentioning, of course, Mateo Lane, uh, who, who is uh, someone you always looked up to that you're like, you know, as you're deciding, oh, I really want to get into comedy, who is a person there that you're like, oh, they were my favorite? Tig Notaro. <gasps> I'm oh, taking yes. Carol, Maria Bamford. Oh my God. Um, I love her. Atsuko Akatsuka. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Like um, some of those, those comedians are the ones that I'm just obsessed with. I, I rewatch all of their stuff. I re-listen to all right? their stuff. So um, smart. Yeah. All is also all three of them. I love, and they like tell stories. Like my favorite, it would be Mike Birbiglia mm. um, oh, yeah. because yeah. the way he can tell a story and yet it's, funny and yeah. it's it's a different form of it who was yours um this is not a cool answer but okay. i have to honestly say it's john mulaney oh and yeah yeah i um the night that his new in town special premiered on comedy central yeah. like 2011 
Um, my college roommate was asleep on the remote, so I had no choice but to, <laughs> but to watch it. And I really, I really dug it. But yeah, um, he's always been a favorite of mine. I, I appreciate that he has a very clear point of view of the world yeah. and, and an understanding of how that interacts with his audience's point right. of view. Um, Tig is also in my God tier. <gasps> Maria Bamford is also in my oh God tier. Oh my God, yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I just, I just want to take a moment and and point out that your comedy career started because you just like couldn't possibly move your sleeping roommate. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to reach under his sweaty I, sophomore body. I guess that's true. I know. I Because then it's, it's non-consensual. I thank right. God that he fell asleep. I remember uh, when I TVs had that. power switches on the device. When your remote yeah. was like a young child that happened to be around. Yeah. Right. Like, go do that. Yeah. Yeah. I was that remote for my family, so I get it. Oh, I get mm-hmm. it. That's brilliant. I have to say, all of these comedians, and John Mulaney is, you talk about a very specific point of view. He's also very smart in the way he does things. Uh, what was that, hello, hello? Remember? When oh, hello, yes. Yes. I mean, there is a smartness not only to his comedy, but to his uh, to his writing. And let's, mm-hmm. how great are the stories from Bill Hader? about mm. when oh that basically yeah. John Mulaney's one dream was yeah. to fuck him up when oh he was doing, you know, you have cue cards. Anybody that can think that quick yes. because what they did in rehearsal all of a sudden is different right. mm-hmm. than what he's getting. I mean, that's fast because that show doesn't slow. Yeah. yeah. Have you, know you know seen I mean? John Mulaney's new special? Oh, yes. So good. I have, also, kind of, he had to be very honest in that special. Mm-hmm. It's kind of risky because we were talking about he knows his audience. Well, he also knows that this is kind of off-brand, but it was real. It mm-hmm. was exactly what it had been through, which I appreciated a great deal. I appreciate authentic people. And I thought, what a risk is that, though? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then still pull it. How much of yourselves do you put in your comedy? <sighs> like, <What>? none. <laughs> none. Um, 65%? No, I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> Like, I quantified it this morning. Right. No, I like to think that I'm, I'm in it. Like, <laughs> I like... <laughs> There's Jared. He's there. He's, he's, I, it's, it's tough. I'm right now in my comedy world, I'm kind of wrestling with, um, the balance between like that ironic sense of detachment that is easier and sometimes very funny. Um, and a more earnest approach that is harder and sometimes very satisfying and rewarding. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I, you know, I talk about, um, my experience with mental illness in my, in my standup. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've developed a bit of a, re- of a reputation for suicide jokes, which I'm trying to walk back a little. Um, you have to spice them in. They're right. deadly funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, they <laughs> literally, they, they, they almost killed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, personal stuff in there. I don't know. What are you Cameron? Um, I, I, would say well Jared for one is a really phenomenal writer mm-hmm. Jared's really really amazing at writing I I would say a lot of myself is in my comedy yeah because I um I wish I could I wish I could write like Jared that's something I'm working on <laughs> um but I I draw from life um yeah. so a lot of mine are like stories or things that have really frustrated me or um that have happened in my life and then I just kind of um you know 
elongate the things that I find weird. Well, when I saw you, you pulled from things that happened that day, or at least that was the line. So, oh, no and I way. believed you. So, you know what I mean? What did I you pull? Were, what did I say? You, you just talked about experiences that you would happen. You had gone oh. to a religious thing for pride. Oh, I yes. very much enjoyed. Oh, you came to that. Yes. Yeah, 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 I enjoyed yeah. hearing because it was like you can pull. Exactly, because as people anyways, we filter things through us. Mm -hmm. As comedians, that can be such a fun tool. Um, And honestly, if you can make this balance between, you know, this vulnerability, this like joke writing is amazing to me. It's why I have a writer's room. So that I'm like, make me funny. Um, (laughs) If you buy enough stuff, you can write. I've always said that. (laughs) Just one more blank notebook and you'll get it. Exactly. Yeah, you just Mm -hmm. keep doing it. Keep doing it. Mm -hmm. The way I started was just write down things that happened during my day that I find, because as people who like comedy, as comedians, there's a way you see things that isn't exactly like, you know, the guy next door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's how that started. But I still haven't mastered this. I'm going to write a well-crafted joke. Mateo mm-hmm. Lane was talking about this in the, mm-hmm. the video I was watching mm-hmm. and how long it took him. And I don't know if some of us that will ever happen, but it's why I appreciate the art form. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, when yeah it is. It's magic. It's magic when you're like, oh, they said... You know, because you'll have like maybe you'll have like a word and and it maybe you have like um, an un or really and then the joke hits when you take the really out. Or, Isn't it the or, and, and, and Jared always tells me this. He's always saying, "Trust your audience to get it." So yeah, you know, don't overexplain things to them. Right. And, like, really keep it. You know, keep it simple because they get the joke. Which right. Is, yeah. Keep it economical. Yeah. Don't don't. Yeah, I am. Oh, that's a good. Keep the fluff out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's where I I, I fail because as you can tell, I love to talk. I'm liking your fluff. It'll be really <laughs> yeah. good when we slice I it open at the end of the, the day. You'll like my fluff, I yeah. promise. I promise you'll Fabulous. like my fluff. Um, something else that is fascinating to me, um, I have 80 bazillion questions, but what something else that we'll go to next is I find it fascinating as a queer person, this uh, almost um, other universe feel of coming out as people as being queer mm-hmm. and coming out as a comedian, families can sometimes feel mm-hmm. very similar because they're like, why would you throw your life away? You know, because a lot of people don't understand because they're worried for you, which is the same excuse I hear about if my kid's gay. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried for them. I'm like, fuck, just stop. But oh yeah, what is that moment? And does it... Is that something that resonates at all, this coming out as a comedian? Definitely. I think it almost like it was harder for my parents that I was an artist (laughs) than that I was gay. They're like, but how will you eat? That is exactly Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. They're like, um, you know, and I also think that they, when I came out, the fear was my life will be harder. Um, That is a common phrase. That's the fear. Your life is going to be harder. Yeah. Um, And then, um, which, you know what? Listen. It's pretty great, I have to say. Like being gay is I is I go I I recently I like last year it was the first year that I like actually felt pride at Pride, and I was like nice. I think if I was you know I think if I could choose I'd choose to be more gay. Um, oh, I love that. But like when I came out as a comedian, my my grandparents are immigrants from Ireland, oh, and wow. my um. Uh, my grandfather was the first person to like break my grandfather on my mother's side was the first person to break like the cycle of poverty so in I our thought you were going to say the speed barrier or something oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I was like that was so Chuck like, Yeager look it so up so like the formula I grew up with was 
you know, you go to college, you get a trade, like you're a nurse, yeah. you're this, you're that. And then like, I, here I am being like, well, I want to study like musical theater and opera and, right. and do, then do like some comedy stuff. And um, then when I moved, to, <laughs> I just, I just, I had to move to New York and just be like, yeah, I'm going to work at a restaurant and, right. and you know. um, I'm really doing this. Yeah. And so... Pay your comedy Maybe dues. I'll come home. Maybe I won't. Right. Yeah. New York is is rough. L.A. was rough enough, but New York was is a whole other. When did you did monster. you move? To, you moved to New York? No, no, no. L, I moved. I lived in L.A. Fabulous. I've been to New York. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. L.A. was bad enough, and yeah. boy, L.A. and New York people just don't get in the way because they hate each other. <gasps> yeah. It is. It's. I was once stuck in an Uber with someone oh, who no. found out he was from New York. Just got in that day. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I don't know what you're doing. But he went full in attack. But I know when it comes to comedy, L.A. is is great. But uh, when it comes to comedy, New York will train you. And it's built for, you know, to train comedians. It's mm-hmm. a way different in Los Angeles. What, how the hell did you guys end up in Spokane? Thank you. Like Spokane, say thank you. Um, <laughs> but how did you come from New York here or back here? Mm, you want to start? Yeah, I can go first. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my husband's from here originally. Oh, um, that helps. Yeah. So we just kind of came. Wait, I'm so sorry. We have to say, <sighs> um, Jared's husband Joseph and I went to high school together. Oh wow! And, and he was Jean Valjean, and I was Cosette <gasps> in our high school production of Les Misérables. That is so good. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh my I'm god! I'm serious, and that is how I know Jared. That's okay, brilliant. So your husband's like, you know what? Let's go home to my home. More or less. Yeah. I mean, New York is exhausting. Every yeah. single day is a, is just a chore to get through. And, um, <laughs> you know, we... we, we <laughs> no one says that. That's truth right, right there. What, it's, it's one of those things where, like, when you're there, you feel like you have to be grateful to live there. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like, yeah, there are people from all over the world who would, like, love to, to be in New York. And, you know, let's trade. Like, I don't know. It's, right. We got what we needed out of it, right? We were each there for about five years. I, um, you know, made we made some progress in our in our careers um, and met each other in New York. Yeah. And then, yeah, when the pandemic hit and it was just ambulances going by our window twenty four seven, we were like, "Sorry, everyone." Right? We're and out. were you in the city proper? Yes, we were on the Upper West Side at that point. Wow. Yeah. Can I just say, like, it's the cliche, but can I just say, I could not deal with the smell every day. I just couldn't do it. Oh, it's hot piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, I, and this is the thing that, like, all the people who are so excited to go, I'm like, are you aware of this? And a lot of them know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I don't even know if I remember what it smells like. <laughs> See, point. it's yeah. like childbirth, apparently. We forget. Yeah, we forget. And, and yeah. we just think of the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. And there are things that are wonderful about New York. It's, oh, it's for real. access to everything all the time. Yeah, yeah. But it all smells like hot piss. It does. Mm-hmm. And the creative energy. I mean, there's nothing mm-hmm. like plugging into that. But at the same time, I, mm-hmm. I want to breathe at some point. Right. I want to say, I compare it to in LA, everybody going, I want to come down and I want to see Hollywood. And they mean, I want to go to Hollywood, the actual city, and go down the walk, uh, the the city walk, the walk of fame. Yeah. And I just oh. need everybody to know that is not Hollywood. Uh-huh. First of all, you'll probably die. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. I used to go down there because uh, the, the big LGBT center is down near mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But you got to step over the needles in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. It is a wreck. If you want to go see Hollywood, go to Burbank. That is where the studios are. Sure, that sure, is, sure. But it's because mm-hmm. we... we Get sold these these different ways of what it means, and I'm like, let's 
help you. Anybody who lives in New York, they're going to help you realize what reality is. And everybody yeah. who mm-hmm. wants to come to L.A., let me just tell you. Uh, I mean, I do. I will say I miss New Yorkers. I, yeah. I, the, the people <laughs> who live in New York are one of a kind. And they yes. are like I used to work at O'Doherty's in Spokane. Yes. Shout out. And um, then I worked at a um, pub in Washington Heights called Coogan's. Oh, nice. And, like, you could walk up and down the streets, uh, you know, late hours and know people because you see them every day. And I felt safer walking at night in New York City than I did in Spokane, like, to my car. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. A lot of people say that. I'm like... It was was really... I mean, man, New York is a slap in the face and a hug at the same time. I will... I do (laughs) not miss carrying my laundry to a laundromat that was like five blocks away True, because right? I just mm. didn't do laundry. And everything's a walk up. And oh, it doesn't matter always. if it's 12 floors or, you know, it's always a walk up and they don't care if you're going to die if you do it. They don't care. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. It's yeah. not their concern. No, no, I, no exactly. <laughs> my cousin and I carried his couch up six flights. <gasps> no, <laughs> and no. I, you know what? We went through all stages, I think, of a relationship in that, in that period of time. And, and now we're really bonded forever. <laughs> You could write like a one act play and just base it. Mm-hmm. On At one point that. it did get stuck and we kind of were just like, well, this might just be the people will never be able to go down the stairs right. and, and we'll be separated by this couch forever. This might be the new hangout spot. It might be. This yeah. could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cats would love it. Cats would love just say, it. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, so you guys came back and lucky for us because what I love is since I left and then came back, the mm-hmm. comedy scene has changed completely. Uh, we were just be- we just got Spoken Comedy Club like mm-hmm. the year before. What year I did left. the Spoken Comedy Club? It had arrive. to have been close. So I left in 2018. Okay. It had to have been like the 16, 17 part, just mm. because yeah. I remember how excited we were because you know it's the sister of the one in Seattle, right, right, right. And right. the deal was, oh, Seattle, who they get. They, they bring to Spokane as part of this yeah. whole thing. And I'm like, yeah. right. this, this is how you make a deal, Spokane, mm-hmm. yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, and it was only beginning then. Mm-hmm. And what was fascinating, so I'm a big fan of the Blue Door since for years and years and years. Oh, yeah. That was our comedy, though. For mm-hmm. a very long time, that was where, and it, it's like, it started bubbling underneath. And now I come back and I'm like, there's so many comedians, I want to talk to them all. Uh, and I find that, Amazing. How much has it changed for each of you since you've been in Spokane? Well, I grew up here and there was no, like, um, I left in 2012 and then I, I came back in, um, for a brief period of time in, uh, 2017 to 2018. And then I, I came back in 2021. So I must have missed that there was a comedy club in that like little period right? of time that I was here. Crazy. I had no idea it was a thing. And so then, um, when I moved back here in 2021, um, and Jared and I, Jared had just moved here as well. I've been here for about a year. Mm-hmm. And we were just, because um, we did stand up together in New York City in like so closets, crazy. truly like oh, really yeah. small. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. something that me and him did together a lot. And then we were just both, um, you know, bored and sad that we couldn't do comedy and thought, well, let's just go down to the comedy club and see what it's like. Right. And, and that's my experience. And what was it like? Uh, oh, what was <laughs> Tell it us. like? She's like, I'm retiring today. What was, was it like? Well, well, you know, we went, um, we might be the only queer people in this audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I think, you know, when we, at, at that, at that point, um, the comedy club was the, uh, it, right? Like that's, yeah, that's, that was it. that's yeah. the pathway. That's the end game. Right, that's the only, venue. Yeah. Um, and I think, 
some of the material we were hearing that the audience was loving made us look at each other and go interesting right yeah and like who who who's being left out when this is the environment who who doesn't get to feel safe here and cameron started a queer open mic at nine, first of its right. kind. Yeah. Um, and you were told by people, really, oh, there, there, there are no, there are no other queer comedians here. You're not gonna. Yes. So I was told um, by some delightful local comedians that um, that if I wanted to have a successful mic, I needed to one move the date, move it to a different location. Um, not a gay bar. And then when it was, uh, and I, you know, for me, I was like, listen, there are tons of queer people here who are hilarious and I know that they'll come, you know? Um, and, um, it's been just a gigantic success. Yeah. There are like, um, you know, this show that we're here to promote, Space Queer is a Pride Spectacular, June 29th, 8 PM at Lucky Lounge in the upstairs room, $15, 21 plus. I love this. Um, like, like Jared and I and a few other comedians have been doing comedy for, you know, longer than a year. Uh, but almost everyone else on the bill has only done comedy for a year or six months or less. Mm-hmm. And they all have like tight vibes and wow. are kind of killing mm-hmm. the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Tight vibes and loose and vibes. Loose, and loose sets. <laughs> Ooh, that's <laughs> loose good, vibes. actually. Tight vibes yeah. That's how it goes. Well, I mean, since you brought it up, I want to, and we'll have you restate everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I got distracted. Is Trixie on your shirt? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. She's here with us now. Uh, She should be because I love me some Trixie Mm -hmm. and Katya and all that. Okay. Now I'm back. My ADD has come in. Uh, I want to talk about this show. So first time I had heard rumors of it. First of Mm. all, I think I want to say thank you to the Spokane Comedy Club because I think I think it gave that permission that it's like when uh, an Olympic runner they think well this is the only you'll never beat this time and there's this change that happens when one person beats it all of a sudden like 12 people have beat it and yet it's been 40 years. Mm -hmm. I feel like the Spokane comedy club allowed the permission that there can be other venues. Exactly. Other doors that we didn't have before. It's the same thing you did when you're like, tell me all you want that there's not enough funny queer people, that there isn't a venue. And tell me why you think I can't and I'll show you why we're going to do just fine. And that yeah. is what you created. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, and I love nine and I love the, the open mic night. But then I started hearing this little whisper. Cause we started talking to a lot of comedians when we mm-hmm. first started the show, met some amazing allies. It was hard to find queer comedians who were connected, like would say hi or want to do the show. So, mm-hmm. and, and I'm thankful to the comedians we had on, um, but what happened? What was it that made you go, I'm going to make you also explain the name. But a space crew, I hear this little whisper, and someone's talking about how they went to Lucky You Lounge, and they saw the show that they felt like it wasn't like going to a regular comedy show. It was amazing how uh, to experience it in that room. First of all, how did you do it, and what, what can people expect when they see a space queer's well, you know I mean? thank you for sharing that with me. That's really oh, yeah. exciting to hear. Um, I mean, okay, so the show is called Space Queers. Yes. And it's, um, well, it it was born from a, an idea of a podcast that I pitched endlessly to Jared. And just was kind <laughs> of like, it just like never had legs. Um, and it, the whole thing is I have I have this pledge that I do at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and that, and I, and I love the idea of, um, of you know, 
everyone's obsession with space and we're we're going to space yeah. and you know it, you know there's queer people in space too yeah. and Crazy. um Crazy. and uh it's also you know fun play on um you know like a queer space queer space yeah space queers. Queers. Oh. Yeah. yeah yeah where is my Thank brain that's that. brilliant to re- to actually mm-hmm. make that connection yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i knew it i totally i knew Absolutely. it before that moment um so um i just well, so once, so I wanted to start the show. I wanted to start the show, and um, we had people for it. And um, what really, what we wanted, and I include Jared in this because he's constantly been my sounding board. Nice. Um, is that uh, we wanted to create a a comedy scene like New York City in Spokane, where alternative comedy is celebrated, where um, queer comedy is celebrated and is received by queer audiences that's amazing yeah but how the, long has it been going on since november this is this will be our fourth show fourth but show that's fourth mm-hmm. show yeah. and how have you found each show is it progressively you can feel yeah. the vibe kind of opening up and more people coming yes yeah yeah the first show was like a really like solid attendance um, the second show you know maybe they could have called the fire marshal and then the third show we had to line out the door that's amazing. Oh, yeah. you just wait till this one. It's I'm, gonna be insane. I'm really it's we're doing pretty well on ticket sales now, so get your tickets while you can. Yeah, it's I was gonna, gonna say packed. get them now. Okay, so yeah. right, and this is our first time in the upstairs space yes. of Lucky You Lounge. So really? it's a first ticketed event. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and it's you know, a celebration of everything the queer comedy scene has accomplished so far, right? So this it's a lot of returning people. I think you invited everyone who's done a Space Queers. Yeah, everyone yeah. who has done a Space Queers is on it, and then we have some new people as well. That's and, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And you're also offering a voice to, I think, it because of just the way it has worked sometimes in this, in, in this city, uh, even if a queer person thought they were funny, uh, unless you find the right place to to plug in, for me to tell them that they're are, not. Yeah, right, exactly. They're like, listen, I'm just mm, doing you a favor. Right. Uh, but that can sometimes be the vibe. Like, it's funny because I'll hear some people uh, talk about um, comedians as a family, and I love that, and I want that to be true. But and then you hear the other side, which is it's a dog eat dog, you know, world. And I love me a hot dog, but this gets a little out of hand. That mm. there, so you have to find. It's almost like finding your tribe within comedians like we do in the queer community. Yeah, I think I think what's really cool about um, queer comedians in particular is that we all, to some degree, we've all experienced tragedy, and comedy is just tragedy yeah. plus time. Um, and so they've got a lot of interesting things to say and a lot of really personal perspectives to put out there that, that are unique to you know you're not hearing the same things every right. week and you have a, an audience that's been waiting to hear their voice oh exactly. and waiting to hear yeah. their mm-hmm. stories reflected back to them exactly yeah i mean i just go to my therapist and then i have her send me her notes and then that's my next comedy Excellent. Session right there. and it is it's we want to feel a connection like i can't tell you how excited i was to go there's queer comedians that are coming on because i mean uh love you forever chris jessup but he's probably been the only <laughs> the only mm-hmm. person in the queer world that's a comedian that has been on the show. We've had some great, oh, I guess, yeah. There's not as many as I would like. This is the first time I feel like. And also, anytime I hear uh, Space Queers, have you have you guys ever watched uh, Old School Muppets? 
Yes. Do you remember? Pigs in space? Yes, and I just want to scream, queers in space. <laughs> yes, I want please that. come and scream that up. I know, we us. will. I was going to tell uh, my beautiful crew, please write down so that we can get tickets before they're gone. Because this is something we would want to do. Kurt's over there going, that's my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it, Kurt. It'll be fun. Um, so remind our listeners again the details of that night. Yes. So it's um, Space Queers, a Pride Spectacular at Lucky You Lounge in their main room upstairs. It starts at 8 p.m. Uh, tickets are $15. It's a 21-plus uh, venue. Um, am I missing it? There's going to be, you know, 15 performers. I was going to say, uh, is... Spokane. It's packed. And we should with. say, it's 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 all comedy, but it's not all stand-up comedy. We also have some drag performers yes. who are doing nice. comedic musical numbers. I believe there is a dance performer for the first time. Nice. Yes, there is a dance performer. I'm very excited to see Yeah, it. I'm going to laugh and laugh. <laughs> Even if that's not what that was meant for. I also have to say that's the place in town also where uh, it's more, there is an open kind of feeling that if you want to try drag for the first time, we're going to help you do that. We're, of course, in a lot of these other venues. First of all, I was telling many of the queens at Pride that they terrify me. Uh, mm. if, I've worked with them for years, but let's be real. If a queen does not terrify you, are they really a drag queen? This is it's a beautiful question. That is I a really mean, good right? question. I like to tell Nova that she wears red nails to hide mm. the blood. Mm. That is mm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love that I <laughs> Well she paints the other side of them too, so it must be <laughs> right. Must be something suspicious Listen, going she on. She hasn't been around as long as she has for it's nothing. It's their power. Mm. The queens are just powerful. Right? Yeah. And they're so I love interacting with them because they're always so surprised when someone is like, What do you mean you were afraid of me? When mm-hmm. I was a young, quiet, there was a time I was very like shy, uh, drag queens were mortifying. And so now I'll tell them that, and they're like, mm-hmm. that makes no sense to us. And I love that. Now, given some queens, you should probably be terrified of. But I also, what's so lovely about this uh, venue, uh, and I say it about the queer comedians, and I'll say it about the drag queens, that there seems to be a, a welcoming, give it a try. Yes. Well, especially for the open mic. I mean, the open mic is really, everyone is welcome. I mean, if you're, even if you're straight, you're welcome. We just um, ask you. We just look the other way. We just ask you to please, uh, you know, uh, identify at least as an ally. You know, if you're going to come, if you're going to come, you know, please vote for our rights. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. It's just a small ask, just a small just ask. Just tidy, tidy. Um, and, and it is really fun to actually get to see some, you know, straight comedians come and try their stuff for an audience that they're not used to. Right. And yeah. I enjoy when these heterosexual community uh, comedians will come in there. It's like team. And they're like, I want to I try this. I want to, but don't take over our stage completely. But it is fun. I like mm-hmm. seeing, I like seeing allies because obviously we wouldn't be anywhere in this Ally. world if yes. we did not have that. We but at the same allies. time, I am so excited to be able to uh, celebrate queer comedy in, you know, our little Spokane town. Yeah. And, you know you what know, I mean? and especially like growing up here, like when I went to Pride in um, 2022, it's 2022, I went to Pride in mm-hmm. 2022, I was just like, there are gay people here? Oh my gosh, right? there's tons there of gay 52, 000, people here. Uh, there's people so there. many gay people here. Where yeah. are they? Please come out. Come yeah. out and you know, speak I you know, you kind of glossed over how you're getting back into the dating world, but I will say <laughs> oh, if she you took notes. listen, if you Apparently. are interested, if you are interested in finding a, a dare I say a love, <laughs> a love or a lover, 
you should come you should come to space queers and you should come to queer comedy night because like listen exactly people, people are dating yeah people be dating <laughs> people be dating well Crazy. it is Crazy. it is canonically true mm-hmm. that you will meet the love of your life at space queers that is see everybody, everybody. open your legs not the bible <laughs> yes you will find the, that's not it <laughs> wait you a will, second yeah <laughs> Open your heart to the love of your life at Space Queers. Open your heart to the love of your life at Dude, Space Queers. I love that. Com. T-shirts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those t-shirts We're going to go all in on March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really a capitalist enterprise at the end of the I day. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, where do we live? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And true. with the way the economy is, we need to have side hustles. And those clowns in Congress. Oh, my Those <laughs> clowns. <laughs> if you think we're I'm... clowns. <laughs> Don't even go to Florida. My <laughs> God. Um, I have to say, super excited. Uh, we will definitely be there from from our crew here. But go get your tickets, people. Now, where do they go to get the tickets if they want to buy them earlier than night uh, Great question. Um, at the Lucky You uh, Lounge website. Love this. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. It's okay. so they go under the events tab. Or, oh my gosh, or you can just, I always forget to plug this. Or you could just follow at official space queers on Instagram and the link is in our bio. Oh yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, do oh, that. Oh, that's actually, a really that good one. one. Actually, oh, yeah. we, will, we will help you out and we will tag them in our, in our socials. It's amazing socials i just have to tell you i tell people there's power in numbers people mm-hmm. there's a power in the like so let's uh, mm-hmm. support is, our yeah. friends and and currently i'm just thinking i hope we follow official space queers i i think we follow each other i think oh wait obviously we do we do yeah this is yeah thing. yeah the dms happened are you trying what? to forget i mean this it's is only our first all that talk of uh, dating i'm just like mm. i'm all verklempt um i want to say one if you had one parting thought to give to our listeners about comedy and queer comedy. I, oh. oh man, I didn't even have an entering thought <laughs> or an in the middle thought. Oh, this is my first thought I've ever had in my life. Here we go. Okay, there's, there's, there's my thought. Pure silence. Thought. Here is my thought that I will share with you all. Is are ev- is everyone ready for my thought? Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm here ready. it comes. Um, five or this is a listen. It's an incredible thought. This is. This thought is going to blow your mind out the of the, the water. Wow. There's no way Honestly, this Honestly, you're probably going to have to write a lecture None. about this thought. It is so good. Okay. All right. Five, four, I don't think she has one. three, <laughs> two, one. If you are a queer person in Spokane and are have ever even thought about something funny or mm. wanted to try being a comedian, please come to the Queer Comedy Night at nine, there's one tonight, um, or there's one every Tuesday at nine. At um, signups are at seven thirty, uh, and you the show starts at eight p.m. and you can just go. And even if you just go and 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 this has happened, we've had comics come up, and everyone who comes is a comic. Okay, this is really is more of a lecture than a thought. I have not finished my thought yet. It's a piece of promo. Okay, I would argue an advertisement. Tell, tell, hey, hey, hey! Let me finish this inspirational <laughs> <Coca-Cola>. speech. <laughs> this inspirational speech but not I am Budweiser. giving. Um, no. Oh fuck! I lost it. Oh, am I, supposed to, am I allowed to swear? On yes, this? you are. Great. That's my favorite thing about being on a podcast and not the old days in radio. You Fabulous. Yeah. The point mm-hmm. is, is you can go up and say, like, "Hi, I'm a lesbian," and then everyone will cheer, and then you can get off. Which is can what I, I say could, that Which I would I say. There? You know what? You can. I, I mean, think you should. I think it would. Be I would cheer thing. for you. <laughs> um, and well, listen, you already slid into my DMs, so I, right. Oh, maybe I am. I didn't uh, even maybe realize. you are a lesbian. Here I am. Um, and then also like you know just just come and give it a shot because either we'll find community, you will either find a love for comedy, 
um, you either find a absolute hatred for comedy, and then you know, you know, <laughs> right? Um, and at the very know. least, you'll get a nice drink and 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 hang. Right. And I have to say, you said you said a statement. I I love words so much because I always hone in on them. But you said if you're if you are a queer person that has ever had a, a, a funny thought, and mm-hmm. I think if you are a queer person and you've never had a funny thought there's a whole other phone number that we will hook you up with right yes because that's terrifying well i think queerness is a funny thought in itself true it's oh we're going deep now you know we've we've twisted the status quo we've queered the the world i would say my final thought is um you know as we as we look out and see the tides of fascism in this country rising and threatening to swallow us whole and corporations like Budweiser, like Target, just saying, okay, Nazis, do whatever you want. Yeah. Here. Um, Laughter is actually more important than ever. And um, it might seem (laughs) frivolous, but it's, but it's not. It's, um, I think, you know, laughter and, and comedy is where, um, where we connect. That was very well written. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. Queer the world is my favorite quote. So, and so I think, we should get together and we should queer the world because yes. guess what? No one, listen, if it, we're going to go down in flames as the world seems to go, let's be as queer as possible. Right. And uh, as long yes. as, it, yeah, as long as you're still laughing, they haven't won yet. Exactly. Mm. So. Okay. Can I, it's, this is a sad, depressing, but really inspirational. Do have you seen, there's a documentary about it, about in the concentration camps, there yes. was groups. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that they would, they, they would uh, put together these shows to help make their fellow prisoners laugh mm-hmm. and how important it was to them to do that. And that to me, it just gives me chills because I know it seems sad, but to them it was the joy they could find. So mm-hmm. let's be joyful, you know, mm-hmm. queer the world. I want that t-shirt. Kurt, write it down and we'll get, we'll give him credit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the queer of the world is mm. uh, is exactly what we need to be doing. Yeah, I take credit in the form of forty uh, percent of all yeah, profits. Exactly, so. I love it. Forty percent. <laughs> you have been in Hollywood, haven't you? <laughs> Shows. They're like, I know, I know. You're actually being very generous because they'll be like, okay, you get ten percent. Mm, yes. And then right. they'll oh. gaslight you and be like, and you're like, that's isn't it the other way around? No, this is how it's always been <laughs> for centuries. Um, I just want to thank you both for coming oh, thank in. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's an honor to be having here. Having the queer centric podcast in Spokane. Yeah. Listen, yeah. we have a good time. Uh, I want to say you had mentioned one of the things that as I'm on stage, if I'm hosting some event, um, so I tend to be an improv guy. That's where I got my start and everything. And I'm always, this probably shouldn't be how you should be as a comedian. When anybody laughs, I'm always like surprised. <laughs> and then it makes the day and then you just keep going. And by the end of the show, I will, Kurt, I remember when we did an event and I remember afterwards going, oh my God, they actually thought I was funny. He goes, that's why you're here. <laughs> oh, okay. I just, I do want to warn you as soon yes. as you end this, we kill you. I know. I know. And you know what? It depends on the day. Sometimes it's okay. So this is Johnny's last show. <laughs> I know. Mm. You we'll guys should probably... We'll take uh, in lieu of flowers, send lots of money, uh, so mm-hmm. it'll help. Mm-hmm. It'll help the pain of any, death. Um, right. Any yeah. last yeah. words? Exactly. Uh, last words is um, uh, queer the world. That's queer the world. That's going to be the thing I'm taking with me this whole week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Everybody, go check out Space Queers. Uh, it's coming very soon, and um, then our new horror movie because we're filming this. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. mm-hmm. We'll be out for more money. Uh, See you later. Remember, everybody, you can catch the Queer Centric podcast every Tuesday at thequeercentric.com. 
Follow us on our socials. I want to say to everybody, if you follow us on Facebook or Instagram, we are giving away free uh, Thrive necklaces uh, right now. We gave all y'all were wonderful at Pride and we gave all our t-shirts out, but we still have Thrive necklaces. All you have to do is be a new like and then send us a message and we'll get you uh, we'll get those sent out to you. Well, just give us your mailing address and if you're really cute then you know, give me your phone number. Oh, Ooh. right. Be your own dating service. Absolutely. That is what yes. I'm saying. Yes. So many things. But until next time everybody, bye. 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 One, two, three.